ceremony held two weeks ago in Ottawa to mark the 80th anniversary of the Babi Yar massacre. This week, back in 1941, on September 29th and 30th, Nazi soldiers, together with Ukrainian collaborators, shot and murdered over 33,000 Jews in a ravine near Kiev called Babi Yar. The killings went on for two days. It was the first and largest mass murder of Jews in the Holocaust. And this Ottawa ceremony for Babi Yar was held at the new National Holocaust Monument, located just west of Parliament Hill. The stunning site opened four years ago this week, on September 27, 2017. And you may be surprised to learn that the Babi Yar ceremony was the first memorial event to be held there since 2019. No other events have been held there since, and it's not just because of COVID. Now, two Jewish men from Ottawa, Joel Diener and Lawrence Greenspan hope that the Babi Yar Memorial they organized will serve as a wake-up call for Canada's Jewish community to stop neglecting what they call Canada's orphan Holocaust monument. We felt that it was really important to have an event here at the National Holocaust uh, Monument in order that people uh, are aware that it's here uh, and what it, it most importantly what it symbolizes, what it uh, uh, what is in memory of. Um, particularly at a time when, when we know worldwide uh, anti-Semitism uh, and all forms of hatred are, are significantly on the rise. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, September 27th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. remember all the fanfare when Canada's new National Holocaust Memorial opened. Until then, Canada was the only allied country without a national monument to the victims of the Holocaust. The government paid $4 million to the project and the Jewish community raised the rest, $4.5 million more. They hired the famous Canadian architect Daniel Libskin to design it. Edward Bertinsky provided the haunting aerial photos for the panels. When it opened four years ago, the event was marred when someone noticed that the government had forgotten to put the word Jews on the main plaque honoring the victims. Coming up, we'll speak with the two Ottawa men who put together the Babi Yar Memorial event and find out what they hope will happen next. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Zisha Shaps in Ottawa, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Canadian actor Bill Shatner is making headlines this week because he's going to be one of the newest passengers on a space flight into orbit. And okay, here's where you go ahead and make all the jokes you want about Captain Kirk and Star Trek and how Shatner is going to be an astronaut. But actually, it's a real story. Shatner is 90 years old. He's been accepted to fly on Jeff Bezos's next Blue Origin Company space flight for civilians. Shatner would be the oldest person to successfully go into space. The Canadian Society for Yad Vashem is going to be marking the 80th anniversary of the Babi Yar massacre later this week with a social media campaign. And they have a link to a new online exhibit that you can look at that has 80 photographs and stories of the Jews murdered at Babi Yar. The link to the new Babi Yar exhibit is in our show notes. Joel Diener was taking a bicycle ride through downtown Ottawa in early April of this year. The retired Ottawa butcher cycled to the site of the National Holocaust Memorial on Yom HaShoah. 
There was no sign of any in-person commemorative ceremonies, although, to be fair, the national event has had to take place online for the past two years because of COVID. Still, Diener thought it was a shame nobody was using the monument. So on September 14th, Diener and his friend, lawyer Lawrence Greenspan, set up a memorial for the Babi Yar massacre. They invited the Ottawa Jewish Federation, Sija, a rabbi, a priest, and a First Nations elder. They invited representatives from the Israeli embassy and also from the embassy of the Ukraine, plus Holocaust survivors and their descendants. And everyone was socially distanced, and the crowd was limited to under 100 seats. Lawrence Greenspan joins me now. We recorded this interview just after the ceremony had ended from the actual site of the monument. So you might hear a little wind noise. You said that nothing was happening at the monument. The monument's been around now since it'll be coming up on four years this September that it yes. was uh, inaugurated. Well, it, it, nothing, nothing's happened and uh, nothing has taken place of a, of a commemorative nature uh, at the monument. Uh, the National Holocaust Monument, there was people that spent uh, an incredible amount of time working with the various levels of government. Uh, significant funds were raised in order to build this monument. And uh, the, the, since it's, uh, it was built, there's been very little, uh, if any, activity here. Uh, and Joel and, and I, together with a few other individuals, Annette Wild Goose and some other uh, people on our organizing committee, we felt that it was really important to have an event here at the National Holocaust uh, Monument in order that people uh, are aware that it's here uh, and what it, it most importantly, what it symbolizes, what it, uh, uh, what is in memory of, um, particularly at a time when, when we know worldwide uh, anti-Semitism uh, and all forms of hatred are, are significantly on the rise. You had the Israeli embassy, you had the uh, Ukrainian representation. Um, you know, that's a bit of a fraught conversation with the Ukrainian uh, legacy. How is the relationship with their dealing with their, their you know, historic, um, you know, blame for collaborating with the Nazis and, and murdering, the, uh, you know, and helping the Jews to be murdered? Well, you know, it was interesting because the uh, representative from the Ukrainian uh, Canadian Congress uh, that came here uh, spoke beautifully uh, about the importance of remembering Babi Yar. Um, my understanding is that there has been uh, an awful lot of work that has been done uh, between the, the two communities. Uh, and uh, in fact, uh, Shimon Fogel from Sija, who spoke uh, wonderfully today, uh, gave kudos to Beryl and Alti Rodell, who have been, have been apparently working with the uh, Ukrainian community on behalf of the Jewish community for several years, trying to uh, build build bridges where uh, where none had been before. What did you know about the Babi Yar massacre before you got involved with making this uh, commemorative ceremony? Well, my, my father was, uh, was liberated from Auschwitz. So from a young age, uh, I, I got probably more than my share of, of Holocaust education. So Babiar was not something that I was unaware of. And when I visited uh, uh, Kiev, I went to uh, the site where uh, Babiar took place and uh, was really uh, blown away by the fact that, that there was really nothing there. Um, you know, and, and the poem speaks of that, that there is no, there's no recognition, there's no permanent recognition of the, of the, the massacre that was Babi Yar. Uh, Babi Yar is extremely important because 
Uh, it was, uh, for, to my understanding, the first time uh, where uh, the Germans were able to uh, mass kill with, with guns uh, 33,000 plus Jews over two days and get away with it. What's your um, your emotional takeaway today? It's something that uh, we, we want to work with all of the various communities, the black community, the Asian community, uh, the gay community, the indigenous community, because all of those communities are uh, in different different ways suffering from hate and discrimination. And uh, we've got to fight back. Right, because there were 33,000 Jews that were murdered over two days, but there were up to 100,000 over the next few months that were also murdered, you know, dissidents and Roma and other uh, minorities at Babiar. So it's a, it's an international tragedy, not only a Jewish tragedy. That Very was much so. And I mean, you, yeah, oh, go ahead. We're, 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 we're talking now about uh, the, the tragedy and, and we're, we're very focused, and I think rightly so, on the mass graves of an indigenous children. Uh, and at, at the same time, uh, how many people know about Babiar? It's, um, uh, it's something that we hope that people will come to, to know about and uh, remember and most importantly, act differently. Joel Diener hopes the next event they'll plan will honor partisans and involve young people. What I want is that it, it's used, uh, not by the two or three people that trickle in at most once an hour, but where there's events, uh, where people actually go there, Jews and non-Jews, because a, a lot of the Jews that I invited to this event had no idea. They've never been here. They live in Ottawa. Oh, we have a memorial. I've never been there. I want it to be a place where people of all, all Canadians go and reflect on what happened. You know, the Armenians had their disaster. Everyone has had their disasters. And then we mourn together and really prevent or think about ways of stopping it from happening again. The Canadian Society for Yad Vashem holds its own Holocaust memorial ceremony in Ottawa every spring. It's held indoors at the nearby Canadian War Museum. The Prime Minister goes, so do the opposition leaders and politicians and ambassadors and hundreds of students from all across provinces and, of course, Holocaust survivors. A spokesperson told the CJN Daily the ceremony is done there because of weather and space requirements, but attendees are encouraged to visit the outdoor memorial, which is a four-minute walk away. Fran Sunshine of the Canadian Society for Yad Vashem says she's happy Ottawa's Jewish community is finally taking the initiative and putting the National Holocaust Monument to use. She helped raise the money for the monument. Next week, there will be a ceremony at the actual site of Babi Yar in Kiev. The Ukrainian government is building a $100 million museum and interpretation centre there. It'll eventually have 12 buildings. <music> And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. The CJN Daily is produced by Victoria Redden. Executive producer is Michael Freeman. Our music is by Dov Beck-Levine. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. We'll be back Thursday with a special interview with a Jewish-Canadian man from Toronto who lives with his Indigenous wife and their three daughters on a First Nation reserve near Thunder Bay. For National Truth and Reconciliation Day, they'll tell you why they're all wearing their orange shirts on September 30th. As a Jew, 
knowing how far it can go, right? And um, so when I hear stuff that's racist towards natives, it really pisses me off because I don't want anyone in our family to have to go through any of the atrocities that on both sides, the native side and the Jewish side have experienced. (laughs) 